32 ounces of water? Look at you kickstarting your metabolism. A large diet cola from a drive-thru or the gas station? My goodness, you have stuff to do, and this magical elixir of caffeine and sugar is going to help you get it done. Coffee. This latte is actually more of a cool down after you mainlined your morning roast at home. Tea. I don't really know what exactly you're getting into, but I like your vibe. What we drink when we first wake up in the morning is the fuel to our day. It helps us get things done most often. I know for me, it helps me come alive. It sets the tone. But actually, that doesn't always mean getting things done. In fact, last week when I was off, I didn't want to reach for my giant water bottle or even the coffee pot to commemorate my first day off of my first week of PTO in far too long. The only work I wanted to do was shake up a bottle of Bloody Mary mix, pour some into a tall glass, a splash of vodka, no need to get too boozy, sip it slowly, enjoy it. The tone I wanted to set? It's gonna be a fun day. I'm down for whatever. And I've already had my veggies for the day, right? Doctor it up with some pepper, a cheese stick, always a pickle, maybe even a slice of bacon. What's most important, though, is the mix. The base, you know, the drink, what you start with. We're not talking about a can of V8 with some booze tossed in. Though I do get that desperate times sometimes call for desperate measures. No, I, I can be kind of a snob about it. I want the good stuff. And some of the best stuff in the world comes from right here in St. Louis. Today on Abbey Eats St. Louis, Southside Alchemy. Why the cocktail mixer company sat on ice for more than a decade, what finally got things going, and how the original product, a perfectly spiced bloody mix called Sweat and Tears, secretly won an international award. I'm cool with rejection in a normal day, but in that headspace I was in, in those 15 minutes, like I can't open this. And then 20 minutes went by and I'm like, I have to open this. Then food news and weekend planner with Dory. Todd, let me also ask you before I forget, is it brutcher or brutcher? Uh, neither. It's brutcher. Like a brew. Like, let's go have a brew. I guess it's destiny that I ended up a bartender. Destiny and something that came naturally for Todd Brucher. He got a job as a teenager to pay his mom back for a new drum set. Dishwasher, busser. But the punk rock kid always had his eye on the front man wherever he worked. The bartender. He wanted to be that guy. It took a while before I got a chance to pour drinks. But once I did, it's it's crazy how um, in school, I never cared about anything. You know, I, I might regurgitate it to pass the test, but it didn't stay in my brain. But um, for, for uh, uh, the drinks, it, it was just almost like photographic memory. I'd look at it once and it's like, bam, bam, bam. I'd knock it out and it went, it, it was the craziest thing never happened in my life. You know, that I remember something like that. It's like, I need an old fashioned boom, 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 boom. I need a Manhattan boom, 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 boom. You know, it was, there was never any like, Oh yeah. What's that again. It just sunk in my mind. And that is super rare for me. (laughs) He was working as a bartender at Onesto back in 2010 for a man named Craig, who Todd credits with giving him the freedom to try stuff out. He could use his time between making drinks for customers to experiment a bit. An absent co-worker led to him filling in on sangria duty one shift. He did such a good job, it became his thing. Then it got to the point where people would just drive by and yell out the patio, what's today's sangria, you know, after about three years or however long it was. 
Um, and then I, I was doing the Bloody Mary mix there and that started getting really popular too. And being a pizza joint, I'm grabbing the pepperoni and the bacon and the garlic and throwing it in vodka. And at the time we were doing Zing Zang and we probably had Zing Zang like a case every three months I needed to order. And then I started doing those infusions and it turned into, we need a case a week. And then I just told my boss, Craig, I go, Hey, I've been working on this stuff at home. I think I can make a better one than Zing Zang is. If we make it in house, it'll be cheaper. And he loves Zing Zang. <clears throat> so he's like, just give me a, a blind taste test. And uh, whatever one I choose will win. Well, he chose mine. Tell me a little bit about just like what you think makes a good Bloody Mary mix. Um, well, you take all my years of bartending aside and just have me as a straight up Bloody Mary fan. I stopped ordering Bloody Marys years ago because you're paying nine or ten bucks. And a lot of these places have really thin Bloody Marys. If, if my Bloody Mary... Um, I say this every week at, at, at Tower Grove Farmer's Market. If, if you serve me a Bloody Mary and it's just got the consistency of an iced tea, it ain't right. And uh, um, nothing offends me more than a thin, watery Bloody Mary. So a lot of, uh, uh, most of them are tomato juice. And that's why a lot of Bloody Mary mixes aren't gluten-free because they add wheat flour to thicken it. I use tomato puree. And I use water to thin it out and it's still sauce like consistency. Um, but that's why mine is gluten-free for any listeners who are wondering, yes, it's gluten-free. So pouring it out of the bottle, it's almost like, I think it's even thicker than like an A1. You have to, I had to spank the bottom of the bottle. And that's by design because, you know, you're sipping it. A Bloody Mary is not, I've never seen anybody slam a Bloody Mary. Um, even in my bartending days, maybe somebody partied a little too much yesterday. Maybe they were slamming whatever they were slamming the day prior, but they're not feeling great. They're sipping that Bloody Mary. Um, so the ice is going to melt slowly. The vodka, or if you like a Bloody Maria, the tequila, I like to use mezcal because of the smoky aspect, whatever spirit you add, that's going to thin it out. Then you add, um, pickle juice or lime juice or lemon juice. Yeah, that's going to thin it out as well. So if it starts off watery and you add more liquid, that's that's when I'm like, I'm not drinking this. I just paid 10 bucks. Even after he left Onesto, he lived nearby. So he'd still bump into old customers and regulars asking where they could get his stuff. So the seed of this business was planted 10 years before it sprouted Um, because it's like, oh, yeah, you got to make these sangrias and these bloodies. You got to sell them to stores. And I'm just like, you're nuts. I'm going to sink all my money into doing this, you know, and then it's gonna, no one's going to buy it. You know, I was just like, you're crazy. And then um, about nine years went by (laughs) and then I'm working at copper pig. I think one Saturday night, the the bar back slash busser didn't show up and we had five kegs blowing a night. And uh, when that fifth one blew, it was about, maybe four months, maybe six months before my 40th birthday. And, you know, 40 is a big birthday. Uh, it's a milestone yeah. that a lot of people are uh, hesitant to achieve. <laughs> but um, it's like a couple months away. And I was fine when that fourth keg blew. But when that 
fifth keg blue, you know, it shoots all over you on your face, on your chest, you're soaked in beer. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And um, I went home to my wife that night and I was like, you know, for like 10 years, my regulars are saying, you got to do this. And it's been nonstop for nine years, 10 years. And I go, I don't, I think this is going to be my life's regret if I don't try it. And um, the love of a good partner will get anybody far. So I owe her a lot. And uh, she said, let's do it. You know, so I had her support. I went down to city hall, figured out what I had to do to get this process going. And uh, here we are today. I'm in Schnucks. I'm in Deerberg's 25 um, mom and pop shops and uh, signed on with Fox River Dairy and Craft Republic. So they're starting to get me in restaurants as well. So uh, it's something I, I wish I did nine years ago, but hey. I, I did it. That's the big thing. And Yeah. Do you think that you're in a better place to do it now than you would have been though nine years ago? Oh, for sure. It, it helps having my children around. Um, Cause when I started really taking it seriously, so my oldest daughter is eight now. Um, but so she was about five, I guess at the time. And uh, you know, young enough to still want to hang out with her old man. <laughs> and so she started kindergarten and it's seven hours long and we'd pick her up and I'm, okay, I got like 15 minutes to hang out with her before I got to go to work. And then it's like, okay, sweetie, I'll see you later. And you get the like pouty bottom lip and the slow tear. And she's so short that it's, she goes to hug you, but she's hugging your hip and goes, don't leave me daddy. And it's like, oh my God, now I got to go work for six hours. Like that's the last thing I hear before I leave the door. So, um, you know, uh, that desire to spend more time with my children, um, help fuel this as well. Um, you know, before the kids came, I was doing what any childless <laughs> bartender would do. I hung <laughs> out, I stayed up too late, you know, um, and so that, that definitely helped me get to a place too. Like yeah. you said, I, I, I'm in a different spot mentally, emotionally, mature wise, you know, mm -hmm. some people have light bulb moments and they're like, yes, absolutely. And they put their head down and go, Todd, I kind of think a lot more people are like you though, where they might hear something and they get the recognition from family and regulars and things like that. And like, that's nice, but I'm not going to pour my life savings into this. You know, you see these celebrities or um, whatever, uh, not even celebrities, but like, what's the, the guy from uh, Amazon? And, yeah. And entrepreneurs, all these, influencers, yeah, billionaires. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Like, oh, you know, that's never going to happen to me. You know, you just put this whole thing. There's, there's no chance in, uh, um, winter of 2019 that I thought I would get international uh, awards for this stuff. He submitted Sweat and Tears, his original Bloody Mary mix, to the Drunken Tomato Awards. It's a great name, by the way. It's an international Bloody Mary competition. He found out he won gold. But the email came the last day of March in 2020. You know, back then we were all a little preoccupied and Todd wasn't exactly sure how to celebrate such an accomplishment while the rest of the world was in full crisis mode. 
So the next time it was time to submit, he sent Sweat and Tears again, plus his new Mild release that came out in September. Once again, that OG brought home the gold, and his junior product beat out other established Mild brands to take home silver in that category. To get that um, recognition two years in a row, it's it's extremely humbling, and it makes me know that uh, you know I did the right thing by by trying this. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I'm not a person that tends to finish what he starts. Uh, <laughs> in fact, I've never finished the thing <laughs> that I've started. It's a miracle that this exists. Looking at something that you, again, were so maybe, I don't know, sure. And then how much it's done and become in such a short amount of time, despite everything else going on in the world. Um what are your hopes and dreams? Um, I hesitate to say my dreams because, you know, I would love to tell you this was my dream at 19 years old. It wasn't, you know, I, I, it was just an opportunity that came up that I seized on. And I'm not, I've never been much of a, where are you going to be in five years kind of guy? I, can't, I feel I that. Never, yeah. yeah. I never could answer that guidance counselor at, in high school. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> Again, I'd love to tell you I have a thought process and this grand scheme, but life doesn't work that way. You know, we all had grand plans for 2020 and COVID uh, really jacked everybody's plans up. So I kind of I'm a realist in that sense that, you know, what might work today will not necessarily work tomorrow. Yeah. And so let's just see where this journey takes me. It's, it's been the ride of my life. Todd is also known as the Sangria Guy because, as mentioned there, it's kind of how he got his start with making mixes and whatnot. And you can buy his Sangria mixes alongside the Bloody Mary mixes at the farmer's markets. Uh, Tower Grove specifically, and he's working on getting that in distribution soon. I'm joined by my friend, my producer, my colleague, and just all around great gal, Dory almost Missed you last week, Dory. Yes, I hope you had a great time off, great vacation. Well-deserved for sure. It was just not, I didn't really do, I didn't go anywhere crazy. We went to Innsbruck for a few days and that was fantastic. I could have used some sangria mix there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Love myself some sangria. Uh, but maybe we'll have to enjoy some on your patio. You know, it's officially summer now, Dory, which means it, I, I keep always being busy though. Every time we try <laughs> to do a gathering on your backyard patio. So I can't fault you for that, but it, I, I, it's been too long since I've been at Casa del Dory. So I'll get there soon. I'll let you decide the next date. How about that? That's so kind. Yes. One other thing I wanted to mention that I thought was pretty cool about uh, this conversation with Todd is that, as mentioned, the 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 mix is kind of thick. It's saucy. And it has a consistency that's pretty good for cooking. So mm. Todd says his favorite thing to do, hot wings. So frying mm. up some wings and tossing them in the sweat and tears sauce. I haven't tried that yet, but what I did try – for lunch yesterday, made myself a grilled cheese sandwich, 
I don't know. I'm out of food. I need to go to the grocery store. <laughs> and so grilled cheese sounded like a good idea. But I had a little bit, just like a little bit of sweat and tears left. So I poured that into a ramekin, heated it up just a little bit and used it as the dipping sauce for my grilled cheese. And it was really that, good. That sounds really good. Yeah. It made me feel a little less juvenile for making myself a grilled cheese at home. So <laughs> you elevated it <laughs> as they say, as they say. So we've got some news to get into. Dory, this is quite a food news rundown and I'm loving that it's pretty much. Let me double check it. Yeah, we've got a thick round of good news here to talk about. All positive news coming your way here, including two restaurant openings and another opening. We've got High Point Drive-In bringing their third location. It's coming to Kirkwood this summer. It's going to be in the old Honey Pit location that's located at Kirkwood and Big Ben. So big news there with High Point opening their third spot. Another third place coming here, Shake Shack opening their next location, or at least they're a step closer to opening their next location. This one's going to be in Chesterfield. The Planning Commission gave the okay. I think there's still some back-end permit kind of things that are in the works, but Looking like that's going to happen out in Chesterfield on Chesterfield Airport Road. So coming out your way, Shake Shack out there in West County. And then in St. Louis County, uh, Eckert's, their summer market, we talked about them before. They announced that they're going to be opening today if you're listening on Thursday. But that um, St. Louis County location Opening now, going to be there for you through August 28th. That is inside the old Lucky's Market on Manchester in Rock Hill. So you don't have to go all the way out to the farm. The farm is coming here to us. Shake Shack, I think that they almost wanted to like get ahead of the process, right? Like how is somebody, how's the planning commission going to say no once they started <laughs> hyping people up? The hype. <laughs> Very cool, though. Congrats to all of them. Yeah, and we've got another kind of cool happening thing here. Balkan Treat Box teaming up with Mead for a pretty fun sounding collaboration. You have a little bit more on that? Yeah, and this is going to make your mouth water and then you'll feel like you need a glass of milk or to go brush your teeth afterward because it tickles your sweet tooth. I thought this was interesting mostly by how it started. So it's launching this week at Need is the Balkan Baklava Sourdough Waffle. And what happened was Kirsten from Need Bakehouse, uh, we've featured her on the podcast in the past and podcast in the past. It's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> and Lauren from Balkan Treat Box they actually connected over social media during this pandemic. And they said, you know what, let's let's collaborate on something. What can we do? How can we get together? And Kirsten, I remember her talking in our podcast episode about how cool it is to connect with other food people in the St. Louis area and how just like open of an environment we've created or not we mm -hmm. but like you know the food folks welcoming have yeah welcoming exactly so now um they've got this balkan baklava sourdough waffle it is so you've got the candied nuts like from balkan treat box this syrup on top of it some cinnamon sugar a honey butter homemade at need bakehouse on a sourdough brioche waffle with little edible flower petals on top and if anything I, it'll look great, obviously, but I know just knowing that team up there, that collaboration, that it's going to taste just as good. I'm getting hungry right now as we talk about it. I'm looking forward to maybe grabbing one this weekend. That actually sounds pretty good. Mm. Um, speaking of things to look forward to, Dory, we've got more deets on some fantastic festivals coming back to St. Louis. Thank goodness. 
Yeah, mark your calendars this fall. It's going to be busy. We've got two food festivals coming back. First off, Taste of St. Louis. They have not released many details yet, but the festival website is ta- is teasing that something tasty is coming the last weekend of September. So stay tuned for more on that. And then also our big favorite barbecue festival, Q in the Lou, coming back to downtown the following weekend. So you could have back-to-back food festival weekends. That is going to be um, highlighting, obviously, our local barbecue scene, but then they also bring in pit masters from across the country. They'll be smelling or selling their smoked meats. We'll be smelling. Uh, they'll be selling. We, <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, they'll also put on some live demonstrations. And if you're interested, you know for sure you want to go. They do have all-you-can-eat and drink pit passes on sale right now. So you can score a spot. Fill up your belly with a bunch of barbecue this fall. I love it because it's like in summer summertime, you're like, okay, swimsuit season, got to be semi-healthy. Mm-hmm. And then once like September hits, you're like, nope, unbutton the pants and walk around <laughs> St. Louis and just eat everything we have to offer. And I'm, I'm excited for both of those events. Um, really, really cool. I also know Taste of Black St. Louis is coming back as well. I want to mention that um, also in September at the City Foundry. So a uh, lot of good food festivals to mention here. Awesome. Yeah. Our uh, fall calendar quickly filling up. Mm-hmm. Man, it's like one day we're going to be excited to have an unbusy weekend again, but like not yet. Last year was so unbusy. Let's bring all the festivals back. Bring in all the festivals. Yeah. Well, um, we've got a little bit more recognition, national recognition to tell you about. So when we last talked to you guys a couple weeks ago, we mentioned a Netflix show that was featuring a bunch of St. Louis locations. Well, we've got even more to tell you about. So two of our local contestants are on Food Network's Barbecue Brawl. Speaking of barbecue, like we we know we're on the barbecue, national barbecue scene, but we've also got two of these local contestants really talking up St. Louis. David Sandusky from Beast, who we just heard from in our last episode on Pork Steaks. And then also Christina Fitzgerald, who she, you might not know the name, but she has been uh, teamed up with Mike Johnson to open up High Point, who we also just mentioned. So big name in bar- barbecue. They are on Food Network's Barbecue Brawl. That airs Mondays at 8 o'clock St. Louis time. So you can check them out there. Awesome. And then this one was even bigger. Um, food blog Eater put together a list of the 20 essential St. Louis restaurants. Some of them include a lot of our favorites. We've got Nudo House, Joya's, Union Loafers, Vicia, Balkan Treat Box, who you just mentioned, uh, The Gin Room with Cafe Natasha. Um, a lot. There were 20 on there. That's just a little bit of a sampling, but really it ran the gamut of St. Louis food. Uh, and it was r- written by a St. Louis-based food writer. She acknowledged the national attention that we've been getting and kind of the boomerang nature of our chefs that we've talked about before that they're from here. They go out on the coast. They get a, a lot of big name experience and then come back with their impressive resumes and really build up the local food scene here. But one thing she wrote in the article I just loved, she said, it may be time for the rest of the country to stop flying over St. Louis. Could not agree more. Ugh, I got like a weird goosebumpy feeling about yeah, that. Me too. I love that. I mean, my goodness. It's so we could talk about this for forever, but there's also the fact that like People can afford to make a, well, obviously the last year was quite difficult for everyone around the country and especially, you know, even here in St. Louis, but like 
you can have a restaurant here and also live in a house. Like you can work in the food business and have a affordable city and a cool city to live in. So why wouldn't we be attracting some of the best, brightest, most talented people in the food industry to come be working here? And I like it. I think it's cool too, because Eater is definitely always the blog that I go to if I'm going to a new city to like see where I should eat. So very cool to be getting some attention from them. I love it. Hey, Dory, what is the best thing you had to eat this week? And it could, you know what? I'll even say the week before that if you want it to. I was going to already go there. I was going to make my own rolls and use the whole two weeks that we've been gone. Um, so a couple weekends ago, we ventured down South Grand. We know we've got all kinds of unique um, international offerings down there. And I tried a new place with a couple friends. We went to Ethiopian restaurant Meskerem. Um, I'd never been, um, I'd never really had Ethiopian food. It's always been on my to-do list to try and it was a whole experience. So going in there, wasn't really familiar with what they offered. So we ended up getting a combo plate, a combo platter. Always a good thing to do when you're trying something new because this thing, it came out. And I swear, it was probably this big, like the size of a pizza pan, essentially. She looks like she's doing a ballet move for those of you who can't <laughs> yes. see her, like putting her arms in a big circle there. It was huge. It was so much food and we had so many leftovers. And it was reasonably priced, too. But on the plate, it had, I think, five or six different kinds of like meat and sauce combinations um, with potatoes and a bunch of different spices. Um, there was, I think, some with lamb, some with um, chicken. It was just a whole variety, and it was all really good. One different thing, in which I thought was really cool, they don't use utensils. What you use for a utensil is this bread sort of um, that they give you, and you just tear off a piece of bread and use it to scoop up your food and you just eat it like that. Mm. And they give you plenty to use um, to dip and just dive in. Um, but it was really good and something different to try. And I would just highly recommend that just a, a little something different. Especially as we are, because that sounds like the type of place you don't get that takeout and have the same type of experience. So now that, you know, it's a little more comfortable exactly. to go in and eat at a restaurant, that sounds like a really fun place. Yeah. What exactly is it called again, Dory? Meskerem. Very cool. I love that. Um, I was thinking about you, actually, when I ate my best thing I had to eat this week because it was during a college visit with my little brother and sister who were going into their senior year. And so they were wanting to start checking out campuses. So we went down to Mizzou and Yay. had some Shakespeare's pizza classic yes it was very good we had to like it was funny because they're still learning this whole college tour thing right and they're like Every college always says that they have, you know, they always have a pizza place. I'm like, yeah, that's called going to college. You're going to eat a lot of pizza over the next four years. But um, we had to go there. All It was just it, it's fun because it's been rebuilt in the past couple of years for people who aren't as familiar with the um, Mizzou campus. But it still has a fun, like very college town vibe inside there. And it was nice and air conditioned because we were there on a hot day and we ordered the Darwin. Um, it's named after the former mayor. Um and it is allegedly supposed to be, quote unquote, good for you um, because, mm. <laughs> yeah, it's pizza. There's a lot of cheese on it because it's red onions, green peppers, artichoke hearts, tomatoes. It originally comes with turkey, but that kind of sounded a little weird to me. And I wanted sausage. So we got it with sausage instead. And 
Mm, so good. Love the sauce. It was delicious. And I wish I could have some leftovers right now, but we ate all of it. So <laughs> I love that. So um, sorry, just real quick story. I, I was just talking with somebody about Shakespeare's. And the thing about it is when you're at Mizzou, you hardly ever eat there. It's like the nice place, the nice pizza place you take when family come in town. Because when you're a college student, you just you can't afford it. Um, so we always got the late night Gumby's, you know, super cheap pizza that delivers at 2 a.m. <laughs> you know what's funny is I, the same thing. I went to Indiana and we had Mother Bears, which is where that's the same thing. Almost like, it's kind of like when you go to an Irish pub, they all kind of look similar, even if they're totally different. Like same wooden booths, same, like you can write your name on certain things um, at Mother Bears in Indiana, but you only got that like freshman year when they were trying to get you, recruit you to a club or when your parents came to town and our late mm -hmm. night was Pizza X. So ah. yeah, same or Mad Mushroom sometimes, but uh, yeah. Not mellow mushroom, mad mushroom. So totally different. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh so maybe maybe we we made the wrong choice, but we weren't gonna No, stay it's still a good choice. It's still a good choice. But when you're there at two AM and you're hungry, get gumbies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make sure to tell them in case they pick Mizzou. <laughs> So they have some time to plan that, but we want to help you all plan your weekend. We are looking at the, this would be the first weekend of summer, right? Yeah. The first official yeah, weekend of summer, official. the Friday, June 25th through Sunday, June 27th. Um, reminder of a couple of recurring things to let you know about. It is the food truck Friday sponsored by sauce magazine at tower Grove park. They, it is always a good idea. Again, keep in mind the parking situation. You want to enter the park on Magnolia or Arsenal and get there early enough to make sure your favorite food trucks aren't sold out. There will be 20 different food trucks, though, so plenty of different things to try. They'll have drinks and live music. It goes from 4 to 8 o'clock. And then Friday nights at the farm is happening again at Grant's Farm. We've mentioned this in the past, but it caught our attention again just because I was like, wait, this is this is cool. I want to mm -hmm. go do this. And we want to remind you guys to go do this as well. Um, it's every Friday night throughout the season. They're going to be pairing food like a, they'll do a food and beer pairing for the meal. Obviously, for anyone who's over 21, um, that'll be available. They have live bands. They extend the hours until 10 o'clock at night. And to make a reservation, all you have to do is just book your parking pass. So you don't have to do anything really special or extra to go to that. And it's a nice way to um, enjoy the farm after dark. Yeah. And if you're looking for another reason to head out to Tower Grove Park, we've got another event happening there. It's called Schlafly Saturday. They're doing this every Saturday near the Roman Pavilion. You can head over there from noon to eight, get your fix of Schlafly beer. They'll also have, I think, some cocktails and other sorts of drinks you can get, some live music, plus food trucks. Uh, you know, go to the farmer's market and then swing by Schlafly there um, near the Roman Pavilion right afterwards so you can enjoy a whole afternoon get some food, some drinks, uh, chill, and have a little picnic there in the park. Uh, also, part of this is that part of the proceeds are going to Tower Grove Park, which I think is pretty cool, too. Let's hope we have good weather this weekend because there is a lot oh, of fun please. stuff happening outside. And right now, the forecast is rain, so let's hope that changes. Um, that being said, if it rains on Sunday, it would save me from spending a lot of money, as I always do, at the Procure Marketplace for Female Brands, once again happening at the City Foundry from noon to four. It's hosted by the Women's Creative. Um, it's the last Sunday of every month. And I, if I go this weekend, which... My, all the women in my family are planning on going. I will once again spend more money than I need to, but it is hard not to because there's always so many 
good local businesses. Um, it is free to attend now. So in the past, you had to get a ticket, a free ticket to our um, just to RSVP. It's free to attend and no tickets are required, I should say, uh, now moving forward with that. So a lot of fun stuff to do this weekend. Dora, if it rains, do you have a rain plan for this weekend? Oh, gosh, I don't think so. And we have, I think my whole weekend is booked up. You know, I, I am excited about the uh, gymnastics trials being in town this weekend that that could maybe be a go-to backup if there are tickets that aren't too crazy expensive. That's a fantastic idea, either to go to it or go to go somewhere in St. Louis to watch it. That could be really fun. Mm-hmm. I like that. And as a reminder, you're home for all things Tokyo 2021 and the Olympic trials this weekend. Five on your side. I'm excited. Ugh, I hope I get to cover something this week i'm i'm like getting goosebumps already thinking about it we just wrote up a story and got to see simone biles like practicing out on the mat already it's like ah it's happening it's very exciting the goat is in town ladies and gentlemen she's here abby st louis is a five in your side production i'm abby larico and i'm dory almost please be sure to subscribe to our podcast that way even if we take a week off no worries. We'll pop right back into your feed when we come back. Uh, no weeks off land for a while now, but either way, we like it when you subscribe. Leave us a, leave us a rating and a review as well. Tell us who you want to hear about. DM us on our Instagram. We're at Abby Eats St. Louis. You can also email us podcast at KSDK.com. Have a fantastic weekend and seize the plate. <laughs> <laughs>